you know, now that we have this podcast bi-weekly, there are some times where I realize how sad my existence is. Wow. Such as when I'm only playing Destiny 2 and that's all I, that's all I have. <laughs> it's, it's okay, buddy. everybody, welcome back to The Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. I'm Alex McCoslin. I'm Caleb Juno. Chad McCoslin. Jake Federkyle. I don't know what order we go in, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Mr. alphabetical. <laughs> is that, I don't know what the alphabet is. <laughs> it's at the top of the forecast. And I am, it's Owen, also Pat- there, and I am Owen Patterline. Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Jake pulling in Alex this week, not knowing yeah, what order right. the names are in. No, that's that's my bit. Owen has his little bit, and my bit is that I don't know <laughs> the order. I'm gonna do uh, that every now week. Now you stole in Alex's bit. Yeah, this I'm bit. stealing Alex's bit. <laughs> we got some uh, some news from Microsoft this week. We got some anime talk. We got a little Zelda action. Uh, of oh, course, we've been Zelda playing action. a bunch of games, so we'll get to all that. First up, um, we didn't prepare any off the top segment oh, at all i've got one i've oh, got yeah. an article here yeah great from okay. Man, we are uh, in honor of the holidays <laughs> the best and worst video games to play high Ooh. oh Fitting for the that's a really good one mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way listeners if you didn't realize it's 420 today yeah, yeah we, we just barely missed episode 169 on 420 that was last podcast so, honestly tragic mm-hmm. episode 170 on 420 we'll have to do so, oh, I can list the slides. This is way better. Okay. So, the bet, one of the best. Th- this article sucks ass. Is it not one of the best? <laughs> it goes best, it's just one worst, of- best, worst, best, worst, best, worst. Okay. Wow. Okay. I guess that's okay. Uh, the first <laughs> best, any Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. The Chill first game? Yeah, right. Good soundtrack. Mm hmm. Yeah. You can, you get in the mindset of a skater. It works. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The first worst, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't know if you'd have the reflexes for that game. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Completely sober. <laughs> the next best, any Halo game. Just any of them. Just any Halo game. Hmm. Any Halo game. I feel like they were kind of mm. lazy. Yeah. Yeah. With these yeah. first That is two like best. quintessential, like, burnout gamer That's drinking non-dew eating Doritos. Yeah, game. true. Takes you back. Is it actually good to play high though? <laughs> I wouldn't. Think I wouldn't so. know, but I wouldn't think so. I think. I mean, maybe they're not. I don't know how difficult Halo is. I guess you're probably playing the multiplayer, right? Right. And it gets you. It gets I you wouldn't want to play though, any like, FPS. So far, like they're going basic, like strictly off difficulty, like not mm-hmm. anything to do I with mean, like I, the experience. I could read the actual notes they have here man there's a lot of words <laughs> that's okay mm-hmm. let's just let's next one <laughs> uh, i just want to complain about their list and not you know yeah, that's, yeah. Fair, that's fair that's fair that's what mean, we do every time I, not give them I'm the benefit of halo out. 3 with the confetti mode mm. Mm. that'd be fun a lot of fun yeah. colors uh the next Campaign worst would be fun. overcooked <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pretty high octane you also like piss some people off <laughs> I, I feel like if you everyone though was in the same state of mind it could be a yeah. pretty good experience, you know? Sure. 
Like, I'd play you'd lose a lot. But... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you have to stay at the low difficulties, but mm -hmm. uh, the next best, The Sims 4? Yeah, sure. Oh, the Sims oh, 4? It, the Sims seems like a, a game that you can vibe to and just hang out and just kind of... And there's mods to make it even more, like, that you can have your Sim partake in the holiday as well. Mm. So, I mean, there's that that could be fun. Been playing with that today, have you? Uh, no. I was about to say, I think... Uh, Owen's a great case in point because some of the things he comes up with to try to play Sims, like creating a president that everybody who he votes or votes for him has to sleep with them or something like votes that. Votes for that... her. Everybody okay. that voted for her. <laughs> because gracious. women can be president too in my world, okay? Mm. Uh, the but they're still worst. sexualized, apparently. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> what? Good point. <laughs> Uh, next worst, Left 4 Dead. I feel like that's just overcooked combined with... Well, Halo, though, got a pass. Yeah, Halo got a pass. Yeah. What's wrong with Left 4 Dead? I don't know. It's too scary. Too scary, probably. <laughs> I think <laughs> Left 4 Dead scary. would be pretty easy. I mean I, I mean, I feel like it would be probably on par with... Um... Uh, you know, like playing Halo, right? Like it's, it's you something that you can easily just jump into. You shoot a couple things. Like I don't yeah. think it'd be that bad. Well, as long as you're not cranking the difficulty up. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not doing that on veteran, I think you'd be okay. If you're doing it like you know hard mode, I yeah, that's gonna be complicated. That's gonna hurt your brain. Like I mean, I imagine though you could say the same about like Halo. Yeah, like yeah. Halo on really hard. It's not gonna be fun high, yeah. right? Probably. Yeah. Sekiro has no difficulties. That's the reason why it's bad. <laughs> yeah, zero it's difficulty bad. in Get Sekiro. Get out of here. Zero difficulties. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cakewalk that game. Uh, our next best. We're on the final two. So our last best is Destiny Two. Best. Good game. I yeah. don't understand this list. There's like FPSs on both sides. Well, I feel I, like I so think that's the reasoning is Destiny Two. There's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they like Bungie high. They do like Bungie. I think it's just like so Destiny's Destiny really good or easy. Bad. I'm good. That was a good it's one. a good one. What, like, what are you playing in Destiny? It's because it's got like flashy <laughs> colors and stuff. Yeah, well, in mm. a lot of the combat's just like, I'm just going to keep shooting stuff. Like, yeah. There's not uh, much guess, threat yeah. to me. And if you die, you if basically you go play just come trials, back. You better be sober. Like, <laughs> you go play yeah. a master, you know, raid or dungeon, you probably want to be sober. But you, you just, yeah, you just... With your destabilizing rounds going through like regular content, seeing all the explosions happen, pretty good. I feel like it's tough, right? Because a game like Destiny 2 has so many different modes. It's like, how are you going to say mm. that Destiny yeah. overall is good? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. This is a weird list anyway. Mm -hmm. well, this last one's maybe the worst one, in my opinion. So this is the our final worst game. Mm -hmm. Hades. Huh. Odd choice. I feel like it'd be pretty good because it's pretty yeah. easy. It's really flashy. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's another one where, like, if you lose, it's like, whatever. There's it's just yeah. bad gamers. Basically, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess a games journalist probably wrote it, so that does make sense. A games Let journalist that smokes weed. Yeah, okay. I'm going to see what they actually said. Oh, I need to know. Okay, yeah. Quote, I still sense my blood pressure rising from when I think about how long it took me to beat Hades. Okay. Oh, wow. So they're just bad at it. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> Hades is too hard. The game like... simply has too much room for air, and when you're high as hell trying to eat Oreos with one hand and navigate Electo with the other, you're wasting both your time and the gods. Oh yeah, but playing Halo with one hand, super easy. Mm -hmm. 
notoriously what? easy game. I wonder Look. if you're talking about playing like multiplayer Halo and you're just doing like big team battles and dicking okay, around I'm going in a back. Warthog. I'm going back to the Halo slide. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Good start. My freshman year of college was all about buying STEMI CD weed from a guy who graduated mm. from my high school. <laughs> awesome oh, start. Love this. So this list is the games that I played high and the games yeah. that I didn't. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> oh, hang on. They do specifically mention Big Team Battle. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. So, like I was going to say, Big Team Battle is something I can I can understand because there's a lot of people, the entire game doesn't revolve around, like, y- your specific decisions. Like, you can suck and still win a game or be part of the, the game, right? So, like, it's not all up to you. I think you can also be, like, a god and still lose Big Team. <laughs> I think they're True. really missing the point of like the best games to play while high if they're not putting things like Five Nights at Freddy's, like Res, like oh, things sure. with like trippy visuals or like mm. they like didn't mention any, any VR stuff. I think VR oh, would be cool. Oh my god, oh, I feel like he's sick so fast. Oh boy, <laughs> oh my I feel like god. it'd help you deal with being sick. Oh, maybe yeah. it would, maybe it would. And worst, I imagine worst would be like things that make you have a panic attack or something like horror games or five nights of freddy's yeah <laughs> yeah i mean maybe it's because i'm not like a sims gamer but i feel like the sims would be bad because i would just fall asleep i'd be too bored <laughs> yeah but then like i don't enjoy it sober either so like maybe maybe that's like the point you gotta come up with storylines yeah. man exactly like a like president <laughs> that sleeps with every all of her constituents <laughs> <laughs> or does or, that news like, get out like do people know about this yeah, I mean, the, the people know that I did that run. I'm currently on a run that no, I'm, I'm making saying, like in the in world the that you created. Like, oh, like, do the people know? Oh, well, presumably, that... like 50 percent of America has slept with her. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like if she literally president. everybody in the city that she's in has slept with her. <laughs> there are exact. I think there's pretty much like two people that currently have not. Like there is there was a drunk night with her best friend, so I like managed to take that person off the list. You know, like I I got everybody into that town just like <laughs> great i was yeah. averaging like one and some change sims every single day jeez does sims have any stds <laughs> uh there are mods that there you can add. i'm sure i'm sure yeah Mods surprised um yeah all right thanks for saving our segment jake yep yeah. that's what i'm here for i miss one week and it all falls apart wait mm-hmm. what was the first best did we get to the first best sorry that was well, the was, first best was, it was yeah. it's not ordered, but Destiny mm-hmm. 2 was the last yeah. best on this list. Got you. You said like last best, so I was expecting there to be like one more best, which is what threw me off. Got you. I understand what's going on now. We're good. <laughs> okay. Decent cool, segment, cool. bad list. Good job. I, that's what we're known for is <laughs> bad lists. That is kind of our calling card. Um, all right. So into news for the week, uh, I added on here Microsoft's experimenting with a Windows gaming handheld mode for the steam deck um i just found this like really interesting i don't really have any more information besides the headline but sick you didn't like read the, the idea article? well i mean that's pretty much all they've said about it mm. is that they're experimenting with it so mm. like the idea is like right now you have the steam deck you can put whatever you want on it you could load windows on it if you want mm-hmm. which would allow you access to like game pass games and like alternate storefronts and that kind of thing, things that don't run on Linux uh, mm-hmm. or won't work with Proton. Um, but then you have to use like 
a desktop interface on the handheld device, which is annoying. And yeah, it's also not great. Windows is like bloated for that type of system and it doesn't run great. So mm. ton of features you don't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're experimenting with like creating a handheld interface that'll be like a cut down version of Windows that could run on the Steam Deck, like optimized for it. And then you could just install that version of Windows on the Steam Deck and run whatever you want that works on Windows, which would be pretty sweet. What's yeah, weird Game to Pass me? Games on Steam Deck. That's great. That would be awesome. What's weird to me about the story is that it's not Microsoft is developing its own handheld for this. No. It's that they're developing the software for the Steam Deck. Yep. They just seen the Steam like, Deck is popular. Steam Deck's like PC hardware essentially. It just it feels like it would be a real Microsoft move to be like, oh, we're coming in like two years late to this market. We'll just push something out <laughs> yeah. and it'll probably tank, but we'll do it anyways. That's true. It feels like everyone else is doing right now. Just like pushing out a handheld that nobody wants. Yeah. Microsoft's so big. They don't really care about the hardware market. I feel like, though, they do not. You know, They'd rather just fair. get Game Pass it's on the Steam Deck. Actually, I mean, that's actually people get that's Game a good Pass. point. It's, it's super weird, actually, that the Xbox exists at all. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> they don't make their own computers except for like the Surface, I guess. Uh, it's like mostly oh, the other people make all their hardware, and even when they tried to go into like the phone market, that failed spectacularly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, honestly, Game Pass is such a good indicator of that. Mm-hmm. Them just being like selling games is hard. Yeah. Let's just make a subscription and sell other people's games. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool as an alternative is if they just like worked with Valve and enabled Game Pass on Steam. Mm. Okay, honestly, I've heard dumber ideas. Like, I'm pretty sure you can get the EA Play stuff working through Steam, right? You can, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. There's precedent for subscriptions mm. working on Steam. Pretty sure you can. Immediately walking it back, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I, swear, I might I've get, seen, get like, confused because you can definitely... Get EA Game Pass to work through, or EA Play EA to Play. work through, and the Xbox app. Yes, I think you can through Steam as well. But I'm not positive now. But Game Pass has already been working with other sort of. I don't want to call it a storefront, but like it works with League of Legends now. You can have all the League characters. Right. So oh, that's, yeah, that's true. They're not exactly the same, it. but kind of like as long as you have the subscription and you're in this other thing, it works. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that'd be dope. I'm also all for like seeing what they come up with for an OS for a handheld. Like maybe it's sick, but mm. I imagine SteamOS will be better. Will be better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and other news this week, we've had big uproar in the Pokemon trading card game community. Yeah, we have. I I don't know if you guys have have uh, been following this, but it was uh, leaked that this happened um last year uh so this has been kind of kept under wraps um but there's finally been people talking about the story of what happened but basically um going from start to finish here a a individual uh who worked for one of the many printing companies for the pokemon trading card game uh was going on to the um factory line and pulling rare cards off the the uh just like right off the printing press and then storing Mm. them uh and then of course because they had um like i think somebody calculated pretty much like a million dollars worth of pokemon cards of like worth of rares um 
they wanted to sell that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they working for a company that's printing stuff that for Pokemon was like, yo, if I take this to a store, it's going to be mad sketchy. So they gave it to their friend okay. to sell. Their friend, now this is the one brilliant part of this, their friend <laughs> n- acknowledging the fact that there is like a million dollars worth of cards here, realizes that you cannot walk to a mom and pop shop, like your your regular local uh, card store, and sell all of these to them because they will not have a million dollars just in their cash register ready to go. So the friend contacted the biggest uh, card shop in Texas, and this is where they fucked up. Because this card shop is, um, I'm blanking on the name of them, but they're like the biggest name in the area and they run events with the Pokemon company. Like they work together to like, you know, rent out convention halls to like run tournaments and stuff. And so, uh, they, he's like, Hey, I've got all of these rares and they're like, cool. Can you come in and show us? And he's Mm. like, yeah, sure. So he brings Mm. in all of these rares and shows them. And it's several boxes of thousands upon thousands of rare cards to like, you know, it is an insane amount of rare foil, like very rare cards. Like a ton of duplicates of like the same card, like hundreds, like stacks Mm. of hundreds of like the same exact rare card. And um, the, employees to are doing the math in their heads and they're looking at this collection of thousands of the same card and they're just like hey there's no way in hell this is real because mm-hmm. like n- you would have to open so much product in order to get this one card and get this many of that one card like it'd be fucking insane like it is a worthy fortune to be able to do this there's no way this is real so they go hey there's no way this is real. We do not believe that it's real. And the dude responds to, of course it's real. My friend took it off the assembly no. line. No. <laughs> and they go, no. oh, did he? And he's like, yeah, they're real. And they're like, all right, that proves their authenticity. And then they call <laughs> the store calls up Pokemon, ring, ring, hey, Pokemon, did you know you have an employee that's been stealing all of your <laughs> shit right off of the assembly line for over a year now? Gosh. Unreal. And they went, Amazing. no, no, we don't. So not surprising anybody, that dude got fired and put hmm. into jail, as did the yeah. person that had all of the stolen Pokemon cards. I like... I just, I love every part of it. The openly admitting that you stole it. The yeah. idea of rather than selling it bit by bit to different places, it's like, mm-hmm. let's just find one place to buy a really suspicious amount of cards. Yeah. And that's pretty much what the consensus online was. It was everybody was commenting about how if this person just said, hey, I'm going to sell this on eBay. Right. Right. Yeah. And in small batches. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have taken a lot of time. But you could have done it. Yeah. Like it would have been eventually mm-hmm. someone at eBay might have like risen a flag and been like, hey, this is a little suspicious and weird. But like, you know, if you're if you're uh doing it across small batches over a large period of time, it could be more believable that you happen to just open 10 packs of cards, gotten lucky, gotten 10 of these things, put it up on eBay, and sold them. Like, 
it's suspicious, but it's plausible at least. Or well, so at least no maybe. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, or at least take other rare cards mm. uh, to to kind of dilute the pool. Like there is the the one thing that I did read upon was that this was not any of the top five rare cards of the set. Mm. So this part, this individual at least was smart enough to not just like grab the most expensive card off the line for every hour that they were there mm. because that would have been like i guess more suspicious they might but... as well have though yeah like why not at this point they could have sold like small batches monthly yeah. and, just, and yep. just had like an extra income every month right mm -hmm. or like yeah ever it, or you know gone to the mom and pop shops and just sold 10 15 yeah. of them yeah, you know right make up some story that you just were at some sort of, you know, tournament or something, you traded for them, you got a bunch, you're hoping to offload them so you can buy more product. Like, hmm. it's a very believable story, it's a very believable thing that you could do to sell this stuff rather than trying to get a single score from people that work with Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, just, just that volume alone this raises so many red flags. Mm -hmm. it, it also apparently they like they brought them in in the boxes that are like not labeled but like people know that those are the boxes mm. that are like used from like moving cards between factories because <laughs> unlike magic cards that all of the cards are printed cut and packaged in the same line uh what pokemon does is they have many different areas where they print and cut the cards and then they send them to other factories elsewhere that will then collate them into the packs and then make the packs and distribute the packs from there sure. um and so that is why in pokemon they don't have specific amounts of um like there's no like you're gonna get at least one mythic rare and four uncommons and five com like there's no mm -hmm. breakdown of rarities or and things like that or like this is the rarity for getting uh, a secret legend card or whatever they're called like there's there's no way of knowing that because it's pretty much just hey did somebody show up with the box that day and throw it into the collation machine mm -hmm. um but yeah just you know, walking in with the boxes that everyone that knows the business goes, hey, aren't those the boxes that, you know, the factories normally use <laughs> with the factory printed cards is very weird. Super weird. So dumb. Yeah. Speaking of weird things, anime. Oh, <laughs> anime. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, at least four of us here watch anime pretty regularly. And it's at least majority. three of Only us four. <laughs> went and saw the new Makoto Shinkai movie. Yeah, so Alex, Chad, and I, along with Aaron and Caitlin, who aren't here, uh, went and saw Suzume. I don't know if you two boys have seen it. It's in I, I right actually now. just saw it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You did. Monday, yes. I took uh, your advice. Nice. So it's the new Makoto Shinkai movie. He's the guy who did Your Name and Weathering With You. And I think it is phenomenal. I very much wow. enjoyed Suzume. It is not as good as your name in my book, okay. but it's better than Weathering with You. I think like it's somewhere in Weathering with You, yeah. I'll agree with that. I was not expecting the chair to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> was, it, yeah. wait, was this a thing where you like watched a trailer, Jake, before going into it, no, so you knew about I the saw, chair? I saw nothing. 
I went okay. and I was like, oh, this is about a chair. Okay, cool. I can get behind a chair. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's it's sad. It's a, it's sad, a sad chair. chair. Yeah. I uh I think I watched a trailer, saw a door. That's about all like all mm-hmm. I remembered from the trailer. And so then when we got into the movie and chair started, you know, chairing, I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's yeah. happening here. <laughs> Something yeah. I think Makoto Shinkai does really well that I I really, really enjoy is he kind of lets the music take the forefront in some mm. sections and the animation is almost not important for that section because the music's just so good that he like kind of gives it center stage i think that's really cool and i think the music in this one is the best music he's had so far yeah he's still working with radwimps which he's done for the last two movies but you said something about how like they actually worked with the movie like a composer essentially this time yeah this time around instead of just making like an album essentially they worked with a composer throughout the entire like filming process oh, in order to cool. create specific for the the movie. Yeah, because the other I, two I think movies, it shows. the other two movies has a lot of like them singing in it, and mm-hmm. like it just feels like they did, took songs off of an album, like you said. And this one feels like a score, like a proper score for a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they have one song that they sing in the actual movie, and maybe yeah. the credit song also. I think that's it. And they got some TikTok girl to sing one of them also. Yeah, the the main song, Suzume, is the name of the song also, uh, <laughs> sung by some TikTok performer. I think her name's like Toaka or something like that. Really missed a trick not finding a girl named Suzume. <laughs> <laughs> Suzume performing Suzume for Suzume. Mm, true, or, true. I mean, they could have just changed the character's name. It's probably <laughs> you know, easier to do that. You know that would have been better, Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, th- I thought this movie. Yeah, was but sick. then Caitlin would tell you that Suzume actually means something that's like iconic <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> I uh, first thing I thought of was like, this is the most Ghibli inspired of any of his movies, like by far. Mm. I think it feels like such a spinoff Ghibli, like down I'll to like the, the, like the cats and like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The uh, chair has, has a very Ghibli Totoro energy. cat feel to it the mm-hmm. kind of bus. i don't know what yeah. it is but like the eyes or something yeah it's something with well. the eyes and even the chair just feels like something that would be at home yeah and like yeah. spirited away or something like mm-hmm. something that caught me off guard when i started the movie there was there's some cg portions at the beginning that are a little yeah little iffy, I'll, I'll sus cg it's really only a problem in the opening sequence. I think later it's, it's it's fine. And they do a whole lot of shots where they move the camera a lot. And I think it works really well for the most part. Yeah. But also, during those shots, you're not supposed to be focused on those flowers. Like the, You're not, but they're in the foreground. <laughs> the focal point is is a different part of the screen. You're supposed to like barely be perceiving that there's flowers. I mean, around the when edges. you're supposed to be looking at their face, and their face is partially covered by flowers in front of it. And then you, you look at the flowers, the flowers, and you're like, oof, those are not hand-drawn. Not great CG, too. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was the only part that I really noticed it. throughout it, the rest yeah. of the movie. It seemed pretty good. It was really just that beginning part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did anyone else get a little distracted, maybe, by, like, so one of the main mm-hmm. sort of antagonists, almost, mm-hmm. is, like, is the big worm? Mm, yep. And it kind of... Is you know it's got like a big rounded point and it kind of pulses. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's, it's just, there was just a scene where it like kind of eases itself onto the screen and it's like, huh? <laughs> I feel like maybe they didn't. Maybe someone should have looked at this and been like, let's use a different shot or maybe just don't have it pulse. 
quite like that. Maybe just I had some thoughts like different. that. Big throbbing worm. Not. I did yeah. not. I did not actually think of that. No. I mean, I will just wow. say, I I saw the scene. I was like, huh, that's weird. Finished the movie, leaving the theater with Alicia, and she's like, you know, it was good, but like, there was just this one. Did you notice something about the worms? I was like, I, mean, I didn't not notice it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just like don't make giant penis worms in your movie. Just like pick something else. Yeah, it could have been like a dragon head. Yeah. I mean, really, just anything. <laughs> just anything. Maybe not the best choice. But music, or the movie's excellent. I think it's still in theaters for the next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. You have any interest in it? Big recommendations. Go check it out. Also, it's just fun to like see that type of thing in a theater. Like, that's not something that's that happens very often. So yeah, and with music that good, a theater makes it even better. But be honest with you, when we were walking in, I half expected somebody from Hannah Montana's crowd to just be like nerds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can usually tell the people you're going to end up going into the theater with yeah. while you're walking. Chad, that was a reference because Chad and I went to go see the live action Dragon Ball Z movie. <laughs> Wow. And at the same time, the Hannah Montana movie was playing. Mm. And there was like a line of girls waiting to get into the Hannah Montana movie. And they, they like called us out for walking into the Dragon Ball movie. Wow. Wow. I mean, you should have like, just like power moved and walked into the <laughs> Hannah Montana movie and just been like, the fuck are you going to say I, now? Asked what their seat was. Just <laughs> sat down in it. Honestly, yeah. I bet Hannah Montana movie was better than the live-action Dragon Ball. <laughs> Probably I, so. I wrote you that that You're Almost right. certainly better. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you guys took two L's that day. <laughs> yeah. I never watched that movie again, and I saw some, like, snippets of it uh, not too long ago, and I was like, wow, that's worse than I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. So, Fiona from Shameless, and I think it's Steve, uh, was, was the main characters in that, so I watched live action dragon ball just through shameless mm. great um moving into video games video games we got the second zelda game coming out soon yeah zelda finally two. we've been waiting forever zelda 2 rise of glornendorf <laughs> they finally everyone's what? been wanting to be tears able to glue stuff kingdom. together yeah, tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom but you can you can finally glue stuff together in zelda we've all been waiting Mm-hmm, to attach mm-hmm. things to other things, and finally they give us what we want. You want now a shield you can make sword? Like a real floating raft instead of a <laughs> yeah, instead one of that doesn't really work. One. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like in the trailer, obviously they're showing off like actually like creative things. But I can guarantee you, I ain't making a fucking mech in that game. I do not no. have time to make a mech. No. I will make a fish sword. I'll make a hundred fish swords. <laughs> There's, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much. I would engage with those systems, but it seems like you, it's going to be one of those things where you just see like clips online of like the craziest thing, anything anybody's ever done in that game. Like, Mm -hmm. like what I love about systems like that is I know I'm not going to engage in it in a good way, but I will engage Mm -hmm. in it in a really stupid way. Just like everything I find, just gluing random shit together. Like this, this is a tomato rock. I've got 500 (laughs) tomato rocks now. What do I do with these? I don't know. I have no idea, but I have them. Just, ugh, it's Throw gonna them be in dumb. a pot and cook them, and they're very filling. Yeah, they taste slightly of tomato. Mm. So there, there is other stuff that they showed off, right? You can rewind stuff like mm-hmm. through time. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious what the extent of that is. Like, can you rewind enemies? Mm. Can you, Ooh. like, if I shoot someone with an arrow and then rewind the arrow, can I hit them again with it? 
I don't know. Just keep like rewinding and fast forwarding so the arrow just jabs them like a million yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Like, can I just, can I meme them? I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious to I see that. I doubt you can re- rewind enemies at all. Okay. Well, because you could. I doubt it. You could time freeze enemies in the last game. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was man. really limited and pretty bad, but you could do it. So I wonder if it'll be, honestly, maybe you can freeze enemies again, like you could mm. last time, and it's still just kind of bad. Probably I don't so. know. Uh, you can also, you can, like, jump up through ceilings. I don't know, that one seems weird. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm not going to use that one almost jump at all. Jump up through ceilings, okay. Yeah, like, if you're inside a building, you can jump up and you tunnel through the ceiling to get to the top. Like, the oh. big use is, like, if you're in a cave, you can use that ability and basically get to the top of whatever mountain the cave is inside of. Mm-hmm. And you yell, I'm the underminer. Yeah, exactly. And whack somebody with a swordfish. Exactly. So you Finally, you're getting everything. It. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it mainly it lets you skip climbing if you can get under something, which is... Mm. Which is great. I like that. I guess. I don't know. It just it seemed climbing, like a weird sure. addition. Whatever. I'm just a hater. Caleb, Caleb with his anti-climbing in video games perspectives. So bad, dude. Stop making me climb in my video games. <laughs> What if it makes you feel like Spider-Man? That's a good point. <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't really need to climb. He can just web to the top, you know, and yank himself. Gross. What? I knew, I knew as soon as what? I said that. What? You were going to do that. Usually Alex is the one that formulates sentences like that. Mm. <laughs> so they released the quote-unquote, like, final trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. And it is basically just, like, nonstop hype train, that entire trailer. Yeah, it actually like got me. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I might play this game. I don't know. It looks good. <laughs> like it, the the music impact and the the certain parts of the trailer and just like the reveal of Ganondorf and mm-hmm. like all the crazy stuff they show back to back. It's mostly all gameplay, which you you don't really see in a lot of game trailers these days. So they finally made Ganondorf sexy again. We've all been <laughs> waiting. Finally Matt Mercer is voicing him. Of course. Oh, Matt nice. Mercer is voicing Ganondorf. What? Oh yeah, that's yeah, good no. stuff. Yeah, I mean he sounds great. He does. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot more voice acting in this game overall. Like they they showcased like a good amount of voice acting in it. It does seem like since the last one that they're trying to lean towards more like, hey, what if our characters say words out loud rather yeah. than just. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was it was getting to the point where Zelda was feeling a little anachronistic, not having any voice acting. Like um, Princess Zelda's got a new haircut. New year, new do. You know, I, uh, I like it. The music's really stunning, actually. Like the bring bringing in old Zelda themes in certain spots and having it be like remixed. It's it's really cool. And they are. Have they? It's been confirmed, right? It's basically it's the same map as. Breath of the Wild, right? I believe so. You've got, like, the sky area now, and also it looks like there's going to be underground areas, so they're going up and down to add stuff. And then also, from what I've seen people discussing, there's, like, the the map is, like, developing. Like, people are rebuilding towns. Like, there's new settlements, places. Like, Hyrule is, like, rebuilding sort of thing. So that, that'll be, like, the different parts. It just, it just seems weird. It seems like I kind of took it... As granted that it would be a new map. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they did take a really long time to make this game. Yeah. For <laughs> using the same map, but 
I mean, maybe maybe there is just like a ton of stuff. I, I don't want to be does, naysayer. Obviously, I've not played it, but I mean, based on that last trailer, it does seem like there's a lot more going on, especially in the sky. There's like a ton of stuff in the sky. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it's just more, more, more and not 100 yeah. percent different. Also, as I was watching it, I had a thought is Breath of the Wild and this game a uh, immersive sim. Are they immersive sims? Kind of. I mean, a little yeah. bit. So Especially, this, like, this one's leaning way more into it, I would say. It's like a lot mm -hmm. of systems that just, like, coexist yeah. together and just kind of work alongside each other. A lot of emergent gameplay kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No? I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. Neat. <laughs> Caleb's back in. No. <laughs> He's like an immersive sim? Mm, okay. Mm, all right, all hey, right. if I can get rid of most of the climbing, you're part of the way there. <laughs> then you have to get rid of the breaking we weapons and then now yeah, you're yeah, that'll help then, too. then you're all the way in i am so stunned that they kept that i was like the one thing i was like 100 percent sure of is that they would get rid of breakable weapons i feel now like they're gonna be worse glue now your broken that you glue your together. weapons together yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like glue a fish to them they're gonna use them less like get to okay, use well, them less if, before they break what if like combining weapons increases their durability i oh. i bet it does maybe they still I'm break just, then you put like six swords together and you're like, this sword won't break for like an hour at least. An hour? Okay. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. How many swings? Okay. How many enemies can I kill before it breaks? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, an other, hour's worth. <laughs> other video game news. Uh, there's a trailer that dropped yesterday for a game called Unrecord. Oh, Came boy. out of nowhere. I still uh, think it's fake. There's, there's a significant portion of people that think it's fake. It looks oh, this. too realistic, almost. It's a, a UE5-based game, and we haven't really seen much UE5 yet and what it can really do. Um, it does look like a video. Literally, when I started watching the trailer, I thought it was an FMV game, and then mm -hmm. I started noticing a few things here and there. I'm like, no, this is actually... It, like, it is a video game. Like, there is a van at some point in the game. I'm like, okay, that's a video game van. And like, there's a, there's a couple of reflections places. Yeah. And I'm like, those aren't real reflections. I think, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the perspective and like the camera filter. Cause it's like a, it's a body cam on the front of the guy. Uh, and that does a lot to hide some of the, um, what do they call it when it's like not quite photorealistic uncanniness. Yeah. The uncanniness. Right. I think that's doing a lot of work, but it does. It looks absolutely insane. It, even like the animations look way too good. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I'm, I'm watching the video now. I, I I had only read or seen some articles about this. I don't. I guess I don't understand how like the control scheme is supposed to work because it's not like his reticle is the middle of the screen. His reticle is kind of wandering. Yes. Like he can be looking forward and shooting top left ish. So like from a control perspective, I, I suspect this. It makes me think this trailer is just pre-rendered. You know what I mean? What is a VR of, game? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying it's VR, but I mean, that, it, it's that from what well I un, from what I understand, it's not VR. It looks it too looks VR. Not? VR. From what I understand, it's not VR. From, from what I can, I've looked up and I've gone into the Discord and read stuff that mods have said. It is like a full free moving FPS, like you are directly controlling the character with mouse and keyboard. Uh, they say it's an original aiming system. Uh, uh, a free aiming system with authentic ADS and unrestricted hand movements. Yeah, goes back to Jake's point. So, yeah, how that do you aim? Mean? Yeah, how's yeah. that friggin' work? How does that work? Maybe it's tank controls. You rotate with Q and E. <laughs> well, so, and then uh, aim freely. 
So you know how um, in Insurgency, the reticle's not locked to the center of the screen. It's kind of got like a circle it can it's move got in. a little bit of sway. Yeah, right. I think it's like an extreme version of that. Mm. Is what it seems like. I mean, I guess we'll like whip it to the side, and then it'll slowly zoom to be there. Yeah, I don't know. And you know, people who like milsims, like Frank, for instance, might really like this. But people like me, who like arcade shooters, who want to point and click <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. directly where I'm aiming, and I've been practicing <laughs> FPS games I mean, for this- a decade. This doesn't even seem like it's going to be like semi. It just seems like it's going to be leaning super into the cinematic type mm-hmm. gameplay. Like not necessarily realistic, but like looks like a movie. Like mm-hmm. I can uh, just watch a movie though. The other quote I pulled <laughs> is uh, "Die and retry combat with technical and minimal approach. No room for errors. It's up for you to develop your own tactics." So mm-hmm. one of because one of the other things people were saying it was like it's just an on rails thing and you're like making decisions because oh, it, cause it like kind of looks like that but from that quote that tells me like that you're you've got like direct control i mean and that's lines up with what some of the other people like the mods in the discord have said so mm. i don't know it, it does have the vr tag on steam i don't know if that's anything those are user it's user defined user defined yeah. yes okay so that doesn't mean anything weird yeah I don't know. It popped out of nowhere. It's an indie dev. It looks way too good and like high fidelity, I think, for like a random indie studio who has never yeah. made a game, by the way. This is their first title. Wasn't there? There was another. There was like a zombie game that was that is fake or everyone the says it's fake. Oh, yeah. I heard some controversy oh. about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they put out a trailer and everyone was really excited, but they just kept like putting off showing anything. Yeah, they, they just, just kept putting just kept out trailers, showing snippets of like the same stuff. Right, yeah. and then they finally put out a demo, and it was like, "Oh, this is terrible! Like, this is nothing like what they showed." Like Doctor Disrespect's game, where he's like, "It's gonna be better than COD," and it came out kind <laughs> of in alpha form, and everybody's like, "Wow, this is bad." Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, well, we'll easy see, marks. I we I... see a cool thing, we talk about, it, we get hyped, we pre-order it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When they start taking money for things without anything being produced, or if they like ask for like crowdfunding or anything like that, that's when I'll be like super skeptical. Yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, right now because actually even that other one, the day before, I'm gonna stick with the day before. I don't know if that's right, <laughs> but I don't. Right. I don't think they took anyone's money. They just like put out a bunch of fake trailers. I guess now it's we're, so we weird can call because fake. like what's the point? <laughs> yeah, that- why did you even bother? Yeah, like this clearly. It, it, even though it's fake, it took a lot of work. Like, like yeah, at least trying to trick people and like giving them money, like yeah, right. Get a at Kickstarter least, going or at something. At least do else. a scam, you know. <laughs> like get something out of it. I don't know. I pull a Starfield and just keep on developing the game for decades Ever. and yeah, never finish it and just keep on taking crowdfunding money. Wait, know. Starfield or do you mean Star Citizen? Oh, Star Citizen. Sorry. Wow, trying to besmirch wow. Owen's beloved Bethesda. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> They Can make a star game every once in a while. Not a, they just yeah, have to release in, uh, it, what, you know? 2011? Yeah. <laughs> hey, New Vegas probably came out after that, right? They didn't make it. You're right, they didn't make New Vegas. <laughs> good, point, good point. Fallout 4 wasn't that bad. I liked it. Mm, what about man. Oblivion? I can't believe they didn't make New Vegas. That's Yeah, hilarious, right? You know who did? Really the guys funny. who made... um. Outer world, outer worlds. Oh, yeah, no. the yeah, world's yeah. One. Obsidian, right? The world's one. Mm, yeah. Obsidian. Obsidian's good stuff. Are yeah, they still they making a sequel to that? I know we're way off the as rails. As far as I know, or whatever. Probably. 
I'd, I'd be interested to see a sequel to that one. The first yeah. one was a little rough, but it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a solid game. Yeah, it was solid. Also, it didn't like overstay its welcome. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Alex, did you ever you're, you were probably the biggest fan of that game. Did you ever try the DLC for that? I didn't. OK, I know because there's like a murder mystery DLC that I keep seeing yeah. going like, ooh. ooh, but the thing is, I don't actually own the game. I played it on Game Pass. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I did so the same, like, actually. I can't I can't just like go get the DLC. I would need to. I don't even know if it's still on Game Pass. It's a whole thing. Yeah, that'd be weird. And then if you bought it like on Steam or something like where's your save at? Yeah, right. I mean, I'd basically have to play the whole game again. Yeah, I think if I mm-hmm. got it, because I, I also think I used a burner account to play it on Game Pass because oh they were still doing one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault, dude. Stop giving me a dollar for Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> that was their fault. Well, they did. They, stop, they did stop. That. They did stop, which is good. <laughs> now I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, arguably it's bad <laughs> i mean sure it is it is obviously bad for us but probably smart move yeah uh last thing in video game news here we talked all about overwatch season four and life weaver last podcast but life Weaver's out now and yeah. i've played a bunch of life weaver so just want to give my impressions uh all right, I, let's really, hear it. I really like <laughs> life weaver that's terrible. That sounds nothing like him. Okay. I think Life Weaver is a ton of fun to play. I don't know if Life Weaver is like super good. Like I, I think you can't play Life Weaver with an, another like off healer. Like yeah. if somebody picks up Zen, you're not gonna play Life Life Weaver with that. It's not gonna work very well. Okay, here's the deal. Everyone in like pro scene that I've seen is saying like Life Weaver Zen is gonna be the combo. What? <laughs> I don't know how you get the healing you need. I that. think the thing though you just is kill at the, everybody. I think the, yeah. at the pro level, when you're coordinated enough, you don't really need don't that need much healing. Much, yeah, that's true. If you can get level. your Zen up on high ground and he kills two, mm-hmm. guess what? You don't need to heal anyone. They're fine. That's true. That's you solve point. all of Zen's mobility issues with Life Weaver, and mm-hmm. Zen's uh, debuff is like so crazy strong. Oh, like, Zen's dumb right now. Honestly, I mean the the mobility Discord stuff that. Insane people have been doing with life weaver is just absolutely chaotic like the the fact that you could have a like take a rhine who's charging or like and then pick them up in the air so their charge mm-hmm. like continues over houses so they can get behind teams and like hammer down behind people like it's cool but it's not good that's yeah. not like a good strategy <laughs> that'll make a team lose most of the time you try it yeah Probably. <laughs> it is funny though. It is funny. It's, it's great. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, those plays are like not... a lot of fun. I don't I don't know if anybody in a high stakes competitive situation would ever do any of that weird stuff. I mean you, you can probably get away with it a few times in a quick play. More I often t- than not, your tank's just gonna be dead behind the enemy team. I tell you what, there's been already like a ton of times that I have pulled somebody who is flying to their death off of the map. Mm. And save them from being booped, and it is the best feeling. How many times, though, have you taken someone from safety and put them into like (laughs) the cars or the well? I have not done any of that. I disgust me. I've restrained myself. He has yanked people as soon as the match started just to make them take longer to get to point. It is funny. It's pretty funny and also doesn't really impact the game. It does, though. No. It has gotten people killed before. No, I don't think so. It's the Mm -hmm. main wall of support. It got you killed once because I couldn't make the point before the tracer. I think I've only done it to Caleb, also, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) So no real loss then to the team. (laughs) Oh, it's hit death. Whatever. 
I don't yeah. know what it is about Life Weaver. I play all sorts of shooters, and I constantly have to switch back and forth between, uh, you know, primary and secondary weapons. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, my brain just just stalls when I'm it's, like, "It's right, weird in s- Overwatch, right?" <laughs> right. Let me switch to well, this to where I can I shoot got people. Good then- news. They changed it. Oh, did they? It's not like did that they? anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his thorns are now just as alt fire. Oh, is that in yet? I think it. I said it was going in this article. Week. They, that's what they said. I guess this doesn't say when that's going live. I think it was supposed to be this week sometime, but I wasn't sure if it happened yet. According to this article, Aaron Keller announced it on Tuesday. So oh. probably soon, if not this, now. They're, this weapon's they're, also not very good. Yeah. The damage is pretty if bad. You're, if you're up on you somebody, to, it's really good. You have to be on if top you, of them, which it, is not an ideal place for a healer yeah. to be. <laughs> I, think the I, idea is, I think the idea is that since it auto-reloads... You can kind of weave it yeah. in and out, like you heal a few. <gasps> Life <Weave> weaver. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call them that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like you, you throw a big heal at someone, and then you do some shooting, and then you throw another big heal and you start shooting. It has no damage fall off, so I've used it for just like covering corner. Like if there's a widow really far away, I'll just shoot the corner she's trying to stand at. And just so minimal damage. Though. Like it doesn't. I'm like I'm not gonna kill her, but I get her to move out of that position. So, that's surprising. I mean, if, if I was little, I feel like I would just sit move. there and shoot. <laughs> I mean, it, if she just so stood small. there, it would it would kill her eventually. Like, oh, take a really long time. I don't think it would do that long. It's got too much spread for that kind of. Yeah. I don't know. He's been damage. incredibly fun. I've been spamming him a lot. I've actually this is the first time since Overwatch Two started that I've taken off the queue for all roles. <laughs> wow! Just, just queued for support. I noticed we played the other day, and you just queued for support. I was like, wow! This and I just played Life Weaver the whole night. Yeah, it's wow. great. He he is a lot of fun. the The amount of like creativity you you can express while playing with him, and like figuring out weird spots to to flower up into or. You know, I don't know why that terminology just sounds. <laughs> it was a funny turn of phrase. <laughs> like the the tree being like a physical object and being able to like block abilities with it or block a door with it or like use it, just put it right in front of you and use it as cover. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so cool. Like all, it, all of his flexibility is so cool. Being able to like pull somebody away from danger, or if you're in trouble, pull somebody to you. Yeah. to help you many times i've been like tank get over here <laughs> <laughs> um and he also like has a lot of mobility like surprisingly because if you spring off of your flower and, and dash you you can cover like a lot of range yeah yeah sick distances mm-hmm. yeah i i do appreciate that yoink so much like i know a lot of people are upset about it and like it, it takes a second when you're being the person yoinked sometimes i'm just like oh i was just about to do a thing and then i like yeah, like understand why you yoinked me and i'm like <laughs> you're like no, look at your health bar and you're like oh hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it's like no no you were right you thank you and i appreciate it <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get it at first and i was upset but now yes but it yeah. was surprisingly good i i was expecting to be upset with it all the time but i have not been so far so i'm pretty good i job. even uh I saved somebody from a diva bomb the other day. They were like Ooh. directly next to me. So I didn't really have to pull them far, but the diva bomb was about to happen. So I just pulled them like one foot. And because yeah. the bubble was on them when the bomb went off, they lived. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's actually really good for just that use. Just saving them from damage. Yeah. I'm happy they're tweaking the, the controls. They're, I mean, we didn't say what they're doing with the dash, but the dash is going on the double jump. 
to free mm-hmm. up the shift to put the flower on it so that you can have primary and secondary fire mm. be the two weapons, which is pretty good. It was weird having the flower on right click anyway. And they are putting they're leaving an option in to switch it back to current controls if you prefer for some reason. Mm. That's smart. To, to be like that. So for I some mean, reason. If you've played like <laughs> a dozen hours on them already and you're used to it and you don't want to switch, like I guess that's I guess you can do that. Will the auto reload not work anymore? How's that gonna work out? It is slower according to the article I have here. Yeah. Okay. They slowed it down a bit to compensate for you being able to switch much quicker, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already swapped weapons really fast on him. Yeah. It was barely a delay. Uh, Yeah, so with that, let's get into what we've been playing. What's going on, Jake? What have you been playing? Uh, So this, all of mine are kind of old. I feel like I haven't played anything really exciting recently. But I finished Hi-Fi Rush. I haven't talked much about Hi-Fi Rush, have I? Yeah, no, you haven't. No, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It, I was kind of blown away because at first I kind of wasn't super duper into it. Mm. Like the first level or so, I was like, oh, this is fun. But like it wasn't really clicking. Right. And then like the second or third level in, they introduce a parry. And <laughs> man, man, what did I say, Caleb? <laughs> that's exactly what you said. Level three, when you get the parry, that's when that game comes alive. Why yeah. in the hell does it not teach you that at the start? <laughs> trying, to, trying to time my dodges just was not clicking for me. But as soon yeah. as they're like, oh, push this button to parry on the beat. I'm like, oh, I can parry on the beat. That's easy. And then once it's I got so the hang good. of that, dodging's the same way, but just like in my brain, I'm like Dark Souls. I'm like, you I see the move, before. I dodge five yeah. times. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I get hit anyways, and I'm like, what What am I doing? Like, what did I do wrong? But no, dude, it's so good. Just great selection of music. Frick, Invaders Must Die is an inspired choice, and it should be in every game. I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> that. That should be in every game. game. It's so good. Like, yeah. as soon as it started, I was just, I was so hyped. Uh, and that level's great too. The, that Sims. the level towards the end when everybody's got the power of friendship and everybody's helping you do different things and they've got that sick song playing that's just like so not happy. Not must die, but it's okay. It's all right. It, like it just feels so happy and uplifting, and everybody's working together and succeeding. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is excellent. It's so hot, dude. And all of the characters are actually really fun. I thought they were all going to be kind of generic. Like when the big guy shows up and he's like, oh, I'm actually like really friendly. I'm like, okay, you're lame. I don't like you. But everyone (laughs) else is like fantastic. Yeah, I really liked the... uh, um, He's the gentle giant. Mm -hmm. Boring. That you get eventually. Yeah. Yeah. She's She's great. Forget the robot who can't emote, so he uses a marker to draw on his face. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Amazing. Inspired. Inspired. So good. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean this is like like I don't wanna jinx it, but I'm like, you know, we're almost halfway through the year. This is like my game of the year so far. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I played all of it. Loved Pretty it. Good. I haven't played all of it, but I initially when I announced that game. So the group was like, I tossed it on the list because I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. bet, you, bet you this will be something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears> no, it's, it's so good. The, Aaron, only, the only. Sorry, go ahead. Aaron's not here to like give his thoughts and opinions, but I don't think he's that into it. And he also he doesn't. So what he said, what he told me is he doesn't really like 3D platformers. He can't like the depth perception thing. He can't get it like he thinks he's going to land on a platform all the time and he just falls. Um and i'm like I you, mean- gotta, you gotta use the shadow my guy and he's like oh the shadow what a, you know whatever um and then he said something about the first boss like the it's like the big robot guy that's like floating off the edge of the platform and he like slams his fist on the platform oh um that guy he said he would like 
he'd be trying to like jump and hit him and like he couldn't get to him to hit him and i'm like what i don't remember having a problem with that at all like i don't <laughs> yeah that's i don't know what he's even talking odd. about like it sounded like he was trying to like jump off the edge of the platform and hit him while he was floating over there but i'm like you're I supposed just to like the hands right? I, was, I, t- yeah. I, t- I told him i was like you just wait until he slams his fist down and then you hit the fist has he and played like, a video game before is this the problem <laughs> and he was telling me it's like common boss strategy yeah he was like but he doesn't do it like that. Like he'll just sit there for like forty seconds doing nothing, and I'm supposed to like jump out there and hit them. And I'm like, forty seconds? What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you doing? <laughs> what game is he's he's playing? He he's playing on the easiest difficulty. He like, only slams like every minute. Yeah. And then uh, he had like a valid concern, which is like he just doesn't get into games that have combos. So like he he's like ignoring like that the entire system of like mixing up your inputs to get different uh, outcomes. So he's just like he's just hitting like x x x x x x x. So he's played I mean, too much Diablo. That's yeah, I, fair. I was gonna say I do I do understand that, and I do have the same complaint of like if I'm trying to hit things on a beat, I'm not thinking about also trying to chain things in like a difference than just like pressing x or xy yeah. or yyy or something it's and, a system and, that you have to want to engage with to get yeah. anything out of so to me that's part of the fun is like you're right. building up your mastery like eventually you get enough where you're like i'm used to now attacking on the beat and parrying on the beat mm-hmm. now i can kind of mix in like oh x triangle x triangle and that's going to be this other cooler move like, yeah. I'm, i definitely i'll never it. do one that requires me to rest for a beat I'm not a fucking <laughs> super giant genius. I can't yeah, do that. Yeah. I had some of those. I'm just gonna say, I think I think I'm just bad at uh, this game, which I mean, is why the thing I is, it's like issue. the way I do it is like I I find one move. I'm like that looks like a cool move. I'm gonna learn to do that combo, and like and that's it. That is the combo that I that I've learned to do, and then once it's like second nature i'm like all right what's the next combo that i'm gonna throw into like the repertoire mm-hmm. and then by no. the end of the game i've got like you know you know six or eight different combos that i just know by heart that i can like mix and match with and f- are good for like different situations yeah um, no i mean for sure that's i mean i have the same experience right you learn my go-to is always xx triangle light light heavy right great it's a good go-to but then like you know you get tired of seeing the same animation you go okay what's another mm-hmm. one i can do yeah just to like spice it up and you just kind of build. My issue is I will find a very difficult combo and be like, it looks really cool when you get it off. And then that right. is all I will focus on. And I'll <laughs> die because I'm like, oh, I just got hit while I was trying to do this, you know, seven button combo. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is, though, I, the checkpoints are super generous. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you die, boss fights have freaking mid boss checkpoints really yeah yeah like i think in the first I actually kind of didn't like that but <laughs> it's, it's a little annoying i prefer to do a boss like dark Souls style like if i die i have to start the boss again right but like like the the lady who's like the wrestler she's got the wrestling belt who i would have considered the first Rekka. boss because i completely forgot mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. robot guy because he was such a nothing boss Get he's, Aaron. he's he's tough according to Aaron. i don't know i don't know i i don't know that i had any trouble with him but Rekka. I died a few times because yeah. I just I couldn't get the hang of dodging on the beat. And literally, like every time I died, I had already taken down a quarter, like a quarter of her health. So it just started me there. So I just kind of won by attrition. Yeah, it's a little weird, a little lame, but it does. It keeps the pace up. It means you're not going to get stuck. Probably. They want you. They want you moving through the game. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. They want you having a good time. Yeah, I think so. I have just a handful of complaints that we haven't talked about already. I couldn't get the hang of the fire enemies. I feel like I just it, maybe it's because oh. you can't parry them. 
and I only liked I ended up parrying yeah. almost everything. Just getting set on fire and having to run around on fire for a second. It broke the flow for me. I didn't really like that. Um and then the boss You just course come and takes the fire away. Yeah, I know, but then like sometimes it comes back. It comes back eventually. I don't yeah. know, maybe I just need to like spam it. I don't know. Personal problem. <laughs> uh and then there's that boss that takes place on like it's like a big concert. Oh yep. I thought that was going to be really hype, and it's kind of lame. It's kind of the worst boss in the game, I feel <laughs> like. I don't know. I mean, I think the real issue there is just, like, I thought it was going to be fucking awesome. Because it's, like, it's a rhythm <laughs> game, and you're doing a boss fight on the stage. This is going to be great. And yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, you just, head. like, hit her. You just, like, hit her a few times. <laughs> I thought the worst boss was the wolf guy. Oh, I loved that boss. I had so much fun with him. So, he's so awesome. Like, I love him, and I love his design and his his character and everything. But mm-hmm. he was like a pushover. I felt like for oh, for what yeah. he for what he That's was fair. like bringing to the table and how like big he talked. But I, he was, I appreciate he was probably like the easiest boss. I thought I all liked, bark and no bite. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> I liked though that he because all the other bosses kind of had. I feel like they had like a gimmick a little bit. Yeah, but he was just kind of like a raw like he's gonna try to hit you a bunch. You gotta parry him a bunch. You can hit him a bunch. It was just kind of like a. A pure slugfest, yeah. which I, I enjoyed at that point. Uh, another thing I've been playing, uh, moving on from Hi-Fi Rush, uh, this was actually a PAX game. I didn't play it at PAX, though. I played it at home. It's called Slay the Princess. Yep. There's a demo of it on Steam, and this game is really, really fucking cool. It is, it's, it's basically like a visual novel, but it's like, a, it's like a choices matter kind of thing. The setup is basically like, you're this guy in the woods, and there's like a narrator who's like, okay, here's what you gotta do. You gotta follow this path, get to the cabin, find the princess inside, and fucking kill her. Like, that's that's all you gotta do. Easy peasy, in and out. But you have just like, there are so many different choices you can make, and the game very clearly reacts to your choices. Hmm. And then kind of, I guess I, hmm, I don't want to spoil <laughs> too much, but I also don't want to like undersell it. Um, I guess I'll talk. The demo is like 20 minutes to play. I'll I'll just talk about like what I think is the most interesting thing. So like you go to this cabin and you kind of, you you know, you make choices like, oh, do I want to grab this knife or do I want just to like go down? Do I want to talk to her? Do I just want to get to stabbing? But one way or another, right? You go to the cabin and you deal with the princess and then you wake up in the forest again. And the narrator's like, okay, all you got to do is follow this path and go kill that princess. And your character's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just did this. What's going on? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is the first time we've met. And so then you go and basically based on what happened the first time, there's, I think, like eight different variations of what Mm. the princess will be this next time. It's really interesting. You only get like two iterations, essentially, really like one and a half because it's just the demo. But it's really, really cool. (laughs) Sounds cool. I know we saw the packs. It looked weird. I definitely recommend checking it out. Like I, I said, it's... I waited in a line for a long time near the booth that it was being played at. <laughs> so I saw a bunch of it. It's very strange. It, full game's supposed to come out this year. I A single run probably takes like 20-ish minutes. It's fully narrated, so you don't have to do any reading. I'm trying to... Nice. I want to see... I, I 100% of it, percent of it. I played for two and a half hours and okay. saw everything there was to see in the demo. Mm, okay. I thought this definitely. game was out, out. I thought you had played the real game. No, not unfortunately not. Just the demo right now. There's achievements for the, demo. for the demo. Yes, yes, there are. There are 19 achievements for the demo. <laughs> That's so weird. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, for it's, a demo. It's, ba- it's basically one per ending and then a few extras. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, check that one out. Uh, and then the last thing I played, 
Uh, I finally picked up World of Horror. I wanted to wait in line at PAX to play it because they were giving out pins if you played World of Horror. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't do that, and I just ended up buying the game and playing it. <laughs> uh, it took me a while to figure out. It's kind of obtuse. It's a little hard to get a feel for like what's going on with it, but it's really cool. Uh, it's kind of themed like an old school adventure game where you're kind of like reading text and like point and clicking. But the vibes are very, very cool. It's got like a very uh, Junji Ito Japanese horror kind of aesthetic yeah. that I thought was really, really cool and really well done. And it's mostly like monochrome, right? Yes. So it's kind of mm-hmm. still got the feel. Yeah. Even no, I mean, art. even when you're playing it, there's like a smaller old school computer screen that you are playing it on. Uh, it's It's really cool. I, I ended up actually really liking it. Hmm. What well, it takes a while. I know at to first get a you were having up. a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what, what's what's weird about it, and that I had to kind of figure out is that you you like explore around to like solve mysteries. Essentially, it's like, hey, you know, there's a rumor going around that you know there's a ghost here that'll gouge your eyes out with scissors, and so you've got to like go around the school looking for clues, and then you've got to go like to the downtown apartments to try to find a clue, and then you go over here, and basically like each place you go a random event happens that you have to like deal with like, Oh, you know, you meet someone in the hall and they're like, Hey, can you help me with these things? And you have to like, be like, yes, I'll help you or no, I won't. But basically each thing is just like a skill check. You have a mm. bunch of stats uh, and it rolls against those. And the issue I was having before is like, I wasn't paying any attention to the stats cause they're like tiny hidden in a sub menu. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even know what my fucking stats were. It just came and it was like, Oh, I'll help this lady with your books. And they're like, guess what bitch? You failed a luck check. That's like five damage. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what my <laughs> luck is. But once I got in my head like, oh, I have to like, these are my stats. I can try to improve them by leveling up, by doing certain things to get experience. I can boost my stats and then I can kind of play towards those a little more. Mm-hmm. It started to click a lot better. Uh, the biggest issue it has right now is that there's uh, there's just not a lot of content. It's in uh, early access. There's a lot of like community support for it because I think people can write their own mysteries essentially oh, weird. and like share them and you can make custom runs. But right now I think there's only like one, oh, technically two like custom like pre-built mysteries to play through, um, which was a little disappointing because I don't feel like dealing with like community stuff mm-hmm. right now. I know for a long time the developer was kind of just off the radar and nobody knew what happened to them and the the Steam reviews were bad at that time and then he came back and everybody was like. Losing their minds because he was back and game views <laughs> shot back up and everybody's excited. Yeah, again. <laughs> and he actually—I think he just posted an update like a few weeks ago. Nice. So yeah, hopefully, I'm really hoping it, like a full version comes out soon because I would love some more content. It looks so off-putting. <laughs> that is, um, that's kind of the point. Yeah. I believe. That Junji Ito style. Mm-hmm. They made a Junji Ito anime recently. I think really? I didn't actually watch it. I didn't know how well it would translate. Yeah, that's what I was. I don't think it did terribly well. Does seem like it'd be weird to animate. Mm-hmm. I just counted for Slay the Princess. There are eleven different endings to the demo. In just the demo, thank. In the demo, eleven endings. Hoyle. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what have you been playing, Owen? Uh, well, you know, I've been playing some Overwatch as well, trying to uh, trying to get to Life Weaver since I'm in that uh, that free to play life. Um, Peasant. <laughs> yeah, you know, and wow. uh, it's uh, it's a little bit bit harder. You know, been doing a lot more ranked. Uh, I know that everybody here has an aversion to rank, but me. I'm uh, someday. So been playing some some ranked, uh, and it's been going all right. Uh, I've been 
enjoying it and doing a pretty decent job, if I do say so myself. Um, well, what's your rank? I'm master's DPS, plat, or yeah, plat healer and diamond tank. Or hmm? flip that, sorry. I'm flip diamond healer, healer, healer plat tank. plat tank. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised you I got play into a lot of Widow on DPS. I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, uh, I'm playing Farah and Sim and Reaper on DPS. Oh yeah, my god! You sense. know what? I take back my good job. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Uh, oh, and Bastion. Lots of Bastions going on in the right now. Mm. We're not um, even friends anymore. That's disgusting. I mean, I'm not playing Bastion. I just noticed there's a lot of Bastions. Oh, I see. Played. Sure. Um, yeah, and uh, the other the the other thing that I've been playing, and I know that we don't talk about it a lot on this podcast, but I did want to dive into an aspect of it. Uh, is the the new magic set just came out, uh, and uh, you know I'll I'll spare the 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 most of the details here. Um, but the thing that I thought was really interesting about it um, is the fact that I've never given a fuck about the magic story. Like, there's a story that comes out with every single set, and I've never really cared. I've never really thought about it. I've just kind of been like, oh, cool, There's these are cards, they do stuff, whatever. Um, but this set had two different things, one of which was they have a new type of card that is um, Invasion of Blank. And the Blank is one of the planes is, uh, that, you know, uh, from from the game. And... Because like the the story is pretty much that uh, the multiverse is everybody's fighting the big bad of the multiverse, so all of the different universes are colliding into one kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But it was really interesting because I found myself I see these gorgeous pictures of these battles on these cards, uh, and some of the planes were places that I knew, and then some of them weren't, and so I was kind of like, huh, I wonder. I wonder what plane that is. I wonder I wonder what, what location this is. I wonder what this is. And the other cards that they had were called team-up cards. And so they had heroes from these planes or villains teaming up. And so the couple that I knew, I was like, oh, hey, I know this vampire. Why is he riding a dinosaur? Or, mm. oh, hey. I know this knight. I've heard of like this this knight card before. I've played it. Why are they riding a giant fucking toad into battle? Like, I have <laughs> questions. I have questions that need to be answered. So for the first time ever, I actually read the story of what's happening in mm. the game because I was so curious from what I was seeing on the cards that I was sucked into the lore. And I just thought that was such an interesting way of doing your lore for a game. <laughs> of just make it so interesting and so fucking weird. It's still not part of the game. I don't need to know it to enjoy the game, but it's just so bizarre that I was like, I gotta know what the fuck is going on. And so there I was reading the chapters to actually get the story. And I just thought that was really cool game design. I thought that was really fucking neat of being like, that's a cool way of getting people to care about your game and what's going on in it. Like during the 
pre-release, I was sitting there and I was literally opening uh, the Wikipedia page for Magic to look up the planes to figure out what the plane was and like what set it is because sometimes the sets are named after the planes but sometimes they aren't and so i was like oh that's the set you know that's the plane where the the strixhaven or this this thing happened and that's the thing where this person comes from that we know from over here and so it was just really cool to see that all kind of come together especially considering like pretty much the past three sets have supposed to be kind of like nostalgia bait and being like oh look at look how cool the magic story is and look at all of this but like the past sets, I didn't care because they're just like, oh, look, we've got this Urza. Remember Urza? And I'm like, no, I don't. And so mm-hmm. I don't care. And I never read anything about it. And so or it's like, oh, remember, remember, remember Dominaria? And I was like, dude, we just that that was like two planes ago. Like, I haven't been able to forget it. We keep going back here. I don't care about this place. So it was so interesting to see a way of like getting people to care and doing nostalgia, but doing nostalgia in a way that actually felt like good fan service and doing it in a way that affected the, like affected you wanting to read the lore and understanding more of what's happening. And I just thought that was, I'm not going to talk about the rest of the thing. Cause I know you guys don't care, but I thought that was at <laughs> least. <neat. laughs> well, that is certainly something. Um, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Might as well just say anyway. God damn. <laughs> anyway, <Holy> shit. <laughs> moving on. Uh, I have another week of games that all involve Caleb in some way. Aww. So I found this game called Heavenly Bodies that we've been playing. It's a two-player co-op um, like puzzle game. You're two astronauts in outer space and zero G, and you have to like push yourself around the space station um and accomplish whatever mission home base has given to you so like the first mission is like you have to extend this antenna on the outside of the ship and the way the physics work is like you literally have to like push yourself off walls and fly places and if you fly a direction and you have nothing that you can reach you just keep on going that direction like you're not a space in zero g so if you go outside the ship to try to what like, are you? F- <laughs> what in space and zero G, I think is what he you said. uh you described the game as how you're an astronaut in yeah. zero G, and then you I'm threw just, in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> By uh, the way, the, yeah. there, there's a danger of drifting off into space, is what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. which we have both done several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you just can't get back to the ship after that. You have to, Why you, you guys have to going on a spacewalk? So you have to. A lot of time. And you can tether yourself. You have like little hooks you can hook on. But sometimes you get your hands confused and you clip the wrong thing or unclip the wrong thing. And there you go. Drifting off into space. Never to be heard from again. You so the gameplay is you hold each each arm is a stick and the triggers grab stuff. So you can like grab something and sling yourself off of it. Grab stuff and clip it to yourself, stuff like that. I do get my hands confused a lot, so I'm glad there's finally a video game. It's to confusing. Like that. It's very confusing, especially <laughs> when you flip when, upside down. Yeah, you're upside very down. Very confusing. <laughs> it's so hard to wrap your head around. I don't know. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's got. It's got it's really so cool objectives, and they keep on throwing like like little gimmicks in. Like there was a mission that all of a sudden we had to go into this like little little ship and fly around this asteroid belt and and mine asteroids. And to do that, you had to, like, you know, go get in the pilot seat and actually, like, control the ship. 
and then somebody had to go outside and control the drill and mine some stuff and suck it up. It, it was, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah, there was one particular mission that I think was a lot of fun where we had to do a really long spacewalk on the outside mm-hmm. of the station, and we tethered like four different ropes together to have enough length. And I brought with me a rocket just in case, like, I got disconnected. I need to like pull myself back with this little, like, basically like a bottle rocket. And uh, I was kind of just floating very slowly to the edge of the rope, and neither of us could do anything about it. So I was like, all right, I'll just use this rocket, sling myself around to where I need to be. I launch off the rocket. The line immediately shears, and I just launch off into mm-hmm. deep space. Yeah, didn't Excellent. know that those those ropes could snap if you had yep. enough velocity, but <laughs> apparently they can. There's a lot of a lot of fun physics stuff in it. Yeah, it's been a blast to play. Um, the other thing that I've been playing an absolute ton of is called Lone Fungus. It is a no, it's it's pronounced Among Us. <laughs> Gosh. It's a it's a new Metroidvania that just came out. You're a little mushroom guy, and it takes heavy inspiration from both Hollow Knight and Celeste. Hmm. So, yeah, um, pretty much right up our alley. I had Brendan message me the other day when I was playing. It. He's like, "Is that game actually worth it?" Because like Hollow Knight and Celeste are basically my favorite games. <laughs> so if it's any did good, I'm gonna preface, get it. It's not as good as either one of those. But I did it say is quite good. <laughs> it's not as good as either game, but <laughs> good. Pretty good. Pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it seems to it's a Metroidvania, and they really lean into. They want you to constantly be finding new stuff, new power ups, new new abilities. Uh, I, I feel like all the time. I feel like you're con- you're just constantly finding a new thing in that game. Yep. Uh, which feels really good, mm-hmm. but also I think leads to an issue of like ninety percent of the stuff I don't end up caring about. <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't care about most of the relics. I think. Yeah. Like I I found a setup I like and I kind of stuck to it most of the game. You can definitely like swap up to different builds once you have a good amount of relics built up. But- yeah. Most of the time you're playing, you won't really do that. You'll just keep with what you're using currently. The one time I swapped significantly was I tried like a mage build for a while, which was pretty fun. Mm. Um, I switched to the the relic that you can't do damage with your sword anymore, and you just get mana when you hit things. I was just using spells. The spells do a lot of damage. The spells are crazy strong, so that's the reason I went with that for a while. It was just a little bit too restrictive and like... You had to like set up for most kills instead of just being able to like wade through enemies and right hit X a bunch and kill everything. I imagine it was pretty good against bosses, but against just roomfuls of bosses, enemies, probably not great. I think my biggest complaint with the game is the bosses because like they're really trying to go with like let's have a lot a lot of cool unique bosses like Hollow Knight, but their boss designs are not as good as Hollow Knight, right? And also yeah. like the amount of st- stuff that they give you to fight with is too much i think because it you can you can make every boss fight in that game so easy by using the correct setup also so at one point you get a you get a spin dash or you get a spin and you can like spin dash and bounce off of things and if you go fast enough you light on fire Mm. and can deal damage to things that you impact if at any point a boss gets near a wall (laughs) you can mash the spin dash over and over and over again and just obliterate them in like three seconds. Wow. You just bounce back and forth between the wall and the boss over and over and over and over. And their health bar just melts. It's crazy. Hmm. I found that out. out and I was just like, well, I just 
made every single boss so easy. I don't <laughs> just trivialize the entire game. Yeah. Nice. There's a few bosses that don't move around and don't go near walls, so I couldn't do that. And then that was the point where I was like, okay, I have to actually like try. <laughs> wow. Now here here's my question. How confident are we that this isn't like a frog fraction style release of Silk Song? <laughs> Positive. Positive. I hope, okay. I hope not, because it's it's not good enough to be Silk Song. It just it That's would be correct. nice if Silk Song came out. It would. Yeah. Be. So would be nice. like at this point, I would take a mediocre or, game. Even if we got information about it coming out, that would be nice. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Anything, like a year really. ago, there there was a trailer for it. <laughs> it's supposed to be by June. Like a year ago, definitely by June. Another of the games that was in the definitely by June category not coming out in June or by. <laughs> June. I Is think this going to be another game in the category of it's actually a fake game? Ooh. Ooh. Sure hope not. It's a they're okay. trying to wait till uh people actually enjoy NFTs to where they can release the game <laughs> because it's actually a, a just all NFT game. Uh gosh. That would make a lot of sense. So those are the those are the things that I kind of don't like about it. Also, last thing I don't like about it, uh just a general level of like polish and presentation. Um sounds like kind of a big one though. It's it's not anything that matters that much like instead of giving like a unique like boss like they get like a big version of a regular enemy and they name it big version of regular enemy and that is the boss like or like you know the menus or or like the map and some stuff is just like you know it could it could look a little better the art in general is pretty lackluster i think yeah but the way the game plays i think makes up for it because that is clearly where all the development time went yeah, it is a it blast is. to play. Uh, movement is fantastic. I think the you've got like a like a dash ability, of course, a side dash. But the side dash has like a slight bit of vertical momentum, also, which is such a smart design decision because you can just clear uneven ground so easily. Like you can yes. just side dash a bunch, and like in something like Hollow Knight, you have to like. You, if dash, you, if you did dash. that, you'd have to jump dash constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice to just just like hop through areas when you're trying to like go back to a place you've already been or something. That's true. Um, all of the the movement abilities that they roll out to you, I think, are really fun. The wall they bouncing stuff is so really cool, many, and there's so many different ways to combine them that gets you absurd movement, both vertically and yeah, horizontally. Speed runs of this game are going to be crazy, I think, because like speed like, like the speedrun type of stuff that you see in Celeste where like somebody's just flashing across a screen wave dashing like you're totally going to be able to do that type of stuff in this game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um there's just a lot of ways to conserve momentum. Uh so, far, so that, I've also really enjoyed all the precision platforming sections. Right. Cuz it's kind of split in between general Metroidvania and precision platforming rooms. So yeah, the Celeste side of the game, they they made a really another cool design decision in that they have a type of spike that when you land on it, you don't take damage. You just go back to like the start of the room. So it's like, you can just do like a Celeste level in the middle of the Metroidvania map all of a sudden. Oh, okay. Okay. I understand. I was like, games do that all the time. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like just make the death set you back to the level, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. And, and also those rooms like, they'll have restrictions on what abilities you can use. Like they silence you. So you can't use spells and then they'll be like, you can't, you can't dash in this one. So you have mm. to use like pogoing off of 
specific obstacles to get through it or something like that. Yeah, prevents you from just bypassing it for having a later ability. Right. Um, Smart. Mm-hmm. I finished. I finished all the ladybug sections and all the astral uh, chambers today. So I got like three of the astral rooms left, but that's it. Man, some of those are so hard. Yeah, they're like B sides and Celeste. A couple of them. Feel like At, there was a there was like two times where I was like, I just don't think I'm gonna finish this one. I might just <laughs> I might just not do the rest of these. And then it I don't just know. Suddenly. Yeah, and then I would put it down and come back to it later and be like, okay, new optimization <laughs> in this section. Uh, and those those levels are like really good at making use of all the different mechanics for movement in the game. Mm-hmm. There's like some really crazy stuff that you can do with like the spin the spin dash off of like spikes and stuff like that, and you just like fly at Mach 100. It'd be nice if they were organized in such a way that they went from like easy to difficult but mm. they're just randomized mm. like you go to where the like one of the specific sections are and you go to the first room it's not the easiest one and one of the sections it was the hardest one did that one first big mistake <laughs> the rest of them were so easy that one took me forever mm. they're they do do a nice thing where so these these chambers are spread across the entire like big metroidvania world um and as long as you find them then puts a copy of the door in this one central location so you don't have to like backtrack for 20 hours to go do all the challenge rooms at the end of the game that's mm-hmm. nice uh very nice uh i do wish you had a little bit of teleport ability earlier in the game yeah it's a little rough in the beginning very early it is there's like um save points that are basically benches from hollow knight and you can like teleport between them, but there's two different types and you can't teleport to one type, but you can teleport from one type for a while. And then you get an upgrade <laughs> that you can do the other way. And then you get an upgrade that you can like teleport from wherever you're at back to the last one that you used, which is really nice. But that comes pretty late. You don't get the one that lets you teleport like to any of them until like the very end of the game, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's basically for cleaning up all the leftover pieces yeah. on the map. They give you that, and then they give you a new thing that lets you, like, it alerts you if there's a secret in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's nice. At the end of the game. It is nice. I wish there was a little more to that. Remember, I played, um, man, I'm not going to remember the name. Hollow Knight. (laughs) It was a first-person Metroidvania. You were, like, you played as a little tiny stick figure in, like, a child's playground. Super liminal. Super, super's in the name, though. uh, Super hot. No, uh, but Superland. that game, Superland. That's it, Superland. Uh, oh. The game gave the you, games you play. so many upgrades for finding all of the stuff that you had missed throughout the game. It gave you like radar for chests, and it gave you like a super speed mm. and a super jump really late in the game that was just for traversing really fast and getting all That's the upgrades, cool. which I really liked. And and I've not seen many games do that since. I remember I wish they did more. What was the game where you played as like the bird with the laser sword? Infamous. That, that game was really good about <laughs> yeah, in directing you to clean up secrets. It was not infamous. Are you sure? <laughs> but hey, now uh, that you yeah, brought up infamous, a, you played as a crow. You played oh, as a crow. Oh, yeah. Death Store. Death Store. Yes. Yeah, that game was really good about <laughs> li- like giving you information to clean up secrets at the end of the game. Yeah, in a good it way. Did, yeah, I, I thought 
unironically, Infamous 2 does a good job. They're like these little collectibles, and they're just like everywhere. You can like ping your map, and they'll highlight on your little mini-map. Uh-huh. And once you reach a certain point, like let's say like 75%, it's just like, here's where the rest are on your map. <laughs> here's where they are. That way you don't have to search an entire sandbox yeah. searching for like the one treasure you missed. It's just like, it's here. Great. It's, it's nice to do that when it's late in the game. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I already say, did my exploring. Just let me let me finish the game. So it's it's really good at being like nonlinear at the very beginning and telling you like you need to find ten spells and then leave from this door. Like go do it, explore the world. Um, and then at some point you discover there's an alternate route out of the out of the kingdom or whatever it's called. And it's so it's multiple endings, right? Mm. I was really annoyed because I collected all 10 spells and then I climbed up the regular way that you're supposed to go and finish the game. And I was like, cool. All right. Reload my save. I want to go do the other way now. The other way is like, you're meant to be able to do it before you find all 10 spells, but it's like a really hard uh, platforming challenge. And so I spent forever getting through that, got to the top, finished the game that way. And then it just did the same ending again. And it's because I already had all 10 spells. And so like the crux of the story is like you're supposed to take all 10 spells to the surface to like repopulate the land. And so I did that. I just did it from a different angle. <laughs> so I got the same ending again. I was so mad. Hilarious. I, I didn't get the alternate ending. They copied that save over before you got all 10 spells, Alex. What were you doing? Well, I didn't know. I did copy the save over <laughs> before I went up the regular ending because I thought mm. maybe it wouldn't let me come back. Yeah. So I just made sure. There's also a third ending that I didn't know about until I saw Caleb get an achievement. <laughs> wow. Damn it, Caleb. <laughs> was it a secret achievement or did it just say, hey, dipshit, here's the other ending? I think it was a secret it, achievement. You should be able to see it if it's secret. You. Yeah. I think it was a regular achievement, but it doesn't. Was it a regular achievement? It doesn't say much. It just says, like, get the abandonment ending. Yeah. It, it tells you there's another ending. I'm like, okay, there's another ending. Yeah, I mean, why why not make that a secret? You know, yeah, secret achievements secret. already exist. Did yeah. you get Did you get the only green caps achievement? Uh, no, I don't remember what that one is. Okay, that's that's from going up the hard uh the hard way from uh. The I've dark gone up there, but I'm not beating the boss. Mm. You have all ten spells now, so you won't get it either. I made a save Idiot. from having nine spells while I was up there. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> dumb. I hate you. Look how dumb you are. Thought you had him. I did warn him after I did it. I had planned mm-hmm. on doing it before you warned me, but I did appreciate the warning. Gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say it's highly, highly recommended game though. Really good. Like barring uh, other things coming out this year, it could potentially make <laughs> my game of the year list. Wow. What remind me of the name of that one? Lone Fungus. Right, Among Us. Got it. <laughs> I should actually go add it to that list. Mm-hmm. No, Alex, we have a tradition. We you don't put anything <laughs> on there. And then at the end, you complain that nobody's played your games. Right. Uh, Chad, what have you been playing? A whole lot of Destiny. What? But we're going to come back to that. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that we didn't put this on the list, maybe because we just forgot it because of how uh, min- minuscule this DLC was. <laughs> uh, we played uh, Across the Obelisk. I'm pretty sure... Um, Right after the podcast last time is when we grabbed the Wolf Wars DLC. And then uh, Aaron, Caleb, Alex, and I tried it out. And we were kind of uh, okay with supporting the devs 
with the mm-hmm. uh, cash that we gave them, but also a little disappointed by how short the DLC is. Basically, and how what you do lackluster. Is, oh yeah, well. <laughs> you you start a run as normal, and you pick the characters that you already have uh, unlocked through the you know hours that you've played the game, hundreds if you know you're Caleb, and. <laughs> Get out of here. Calm down. <laughs> and uh, you, you just start a normal run. You choose the difficulty, minus one, two, three, etc., whatever it is that you want to play on. Uh, you use your perks normally. Uh, and then there's a location in the first zone that you go to. And it takes you away from that story into Wolf Wars. Your characters change. Uh, you don't really get to choose who what character you are. It just gives you a random wolf. And then throughout some of the nodes that you're going to, you may get different characters given to you by choices you make, which is honestly kind of cool. And if they built out a bigger version of this, like a four act version uh, that they have the you know the original (laughs) campaign, uh, that that'd be really cool. But it's literally one zone with like uh, maybe max twenty four nodes. It's like a mini zone. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those sub zones that you go to sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have like the the top lane, the middle lane, and the bottom lane that you could go towards. Uh, and there's just this whole lore of wolves. And um, I'm forgetting the main guy's name, but Yager. Magnus. Magnus. Oh, Yager. Yeah, Yager is the guy you fight, right? That's the. Yeah, he's he's yeah. one of the bosses in the game. Yeah, so you, you basically have a whole lore of like Magnus versus somebody else. You guys are trying to take command. Uh, Magnus and there's, I forget the other, is, the thing, is it Yager? Magnus and Yager? Mm-hmm. On the, the side that you're actually playing as? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, those two are the ones that you're kind of making decisions on. Like one of the initial decisions is like Magnus will be captain or Yager will and then you're going through and uh, it's just, I mean, it's pretty cool lore. Um, It's just, I, I don't know if it's 10 bucks worth of lore it's just yeah. if you really enjoy the game and you want to support my, the devs my biggest it. issue with it is you have no agency over your deck at all yep. for that entire section yeah you don't you don't get upgrades to add cards to it it is hand you like a pretty mediocre in my opinion very mediocre <laughs> yeah like maybe bad some of them bad I yeah think. bad deck mm-hmm. that you're forced to use for this whole section you mm-hmm. could have had perks as a healer, but then now you're the archer. Like yeah. I think Alex got turned into somebody who who was ranged when he was initially the uh, curse healer, mm. and uh, I turned into like a melee person after I was uh, the frog that had the guitar. Um, yeah, so I mean that's uh like I said, if you want to support the the devs, I think I think it's I think it's worth it on that account, but. Uh, yeah, if this was a ten dollar DLC for a new character and some skins, that would be fine. I'd buy it, no problem. I mean, I bought this one anyway. But yeah, <laughs> also they emphasize the story, which is not a good part, and you have to play to unlock the character and the skins. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a bad decision. Like technically, it's more than just a character and skins, but mm-hmm. somehow it makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Weird. DLC itself, not great. Nice to support the devs some more because I've put a bazillion hours in this game. It is. I mean, it's a good game. And I, honestly, if there was a button to just give them $10 to support <laughs> them without anything, like I I probably would think a couple times about doing that just because it is honestly like, what? how many people are making this? Like four people? I don't know. Isn't it like a small small dev? I, think it's a small dev I mean, it yeah. is an indie dev. I don't know yeah. how big their, their team is. More, more games like yeah. this. 
more games I'm, like this. I'm kind uh, of surprised. Sorry, not to interrupt. I'm surprised this game hasn't made a bigger splash because it is. It's yeah. incredibly it's good. Yeah. It's very well made. Really fun. It's a genre that's really kind of really hot right now. Mm -hmm. I, I just would have thought this would have gotten a lot of buzz, but I feel like it's flown really under the radar, which is a shame because it's excellent. Mm -hmm. Like Full Metal Fury is all over again. Oh my god, don't bring that up. It's <laughs> so devastating. Mm -hmm. Alright, so the other game that I have been playing, which I don't even know if you can consider it playing with the amount that I am on it, uh, Destiny 2. It's just another job at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grandmasters came out April 11th, and I've tried a couple of those, so they're, they're actually kind of fun. Uh, I didn't realize that Grandmasters, uh, they're, they're the Nightfalls, uh, you know, hard versions. Uh, you would want to go in as a team of three, and if all three of you die at any point throughout the Nightfall, you go back to orbit. Uh, you have a limited amount of revives, so uh, every time you kill a champion, it adds on. Uh, so basically, you're going through kind of slow, um, but it's really cool because it it actually starts to make you think about your builds a little more. Um, I was running Aeon Swifts, which are gauntlets that every time I finish a champion, so any of the unstoppable overload or barriers, uh, it will drop a heavy brick for my teammates. So they were able to kind of go willy-nilly with their heavy uh, ammo, and then uh, they would just kind of near the end of each champion's life, they would get me to kind of go and smack them. Uh, you also find different strategies on bosses, which usually when you walk into boss rooms and nightfalls on like legend or hero mode, you kind of just face tank them and spank them. But this is like, you actually have to find cover and uh, be methodical about your movements. And um, it's a different way to play destiny kind of thing. So that's been cool. Get some adept guns that way. Uh, adept guns uh, have, uh, if you've ever played Destiny and you know about the uh, perks that you can put on your gun, such as like uh, more ammo in the mag, or rank and file does more damage, or boss spec, that, you know, so you're doing more damage to the boss. There are those little mods that you can put on your gun. There are uh, adept mods that you can put on these guns. So, uh, for instance, the boss spec is upgraded uh, to not only is it doing boss damage. Uh, boss double damage, but it's also doing just like the champions or um, the, you know, lower tier elite uh, double damage. So it's like a all-encompassing kind of thing. Um, or it's just giving like flat 10 stability and uh, handling, stuff like that, that it would only be like 5 with the other um, mods. So it's cool. Um, another thing that happened is uh, if anybody remembers us talking about uh, duality and how it was broken mm -hmm. uh, and you can launch the boss literally off the stage just by luring him to the edge uh, they have fixed that uh, mm -hmm. Not they didn't just fix it in the way of taking Master out which was their first solution mm -hmm. um, they fixed it in the way that he jumps off and then he spawns right back in your face says Ooga Booga and smacks <laughs> you Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, I feel so like that's I, how a lot of all other bosses work yeah. yes. and just and wasn't is, for some reason yeah, uh, yeah it's weird it's weird how nobody's found this over the years, yes. and finally they found it here. Um, another thing that's happening is uh, starting on April 20th, the community is going to vote through email on Exotic. Uh, so there's an uh, ornament coming to the game. There are three different weapons we can vote on. It's the Wither Horde, the Thunder Lord, and Izanagi's Burden. 
Mm. I do not know why Izanagi's Burden is in that list. It already has like four ornaments. So, yeah. Uh, it's between probably the Wither and Thunder, which I think the Wither is probably going to win. Instead um, of the Thunderlords? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. A lot. There's just a lot of people that use Wither that you, you're kind of just forced into using Thunderlord this season because of the mm. ease of boss damage with the finicky bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the community artist creates three ornament concepts, uh, so we're actually going to be able to see them first uh, before we vote on them. Then we'll you know vote on the concept, and the winning weapon ornament will go to uh, production, and it will probably be released with a uh, final shape. It won't mm. be in the game until then. Uh, it takes a, it takes a little bit of time. Um, this is the last week of Iron Banner, so if you need that to stabilize and gun Alex, you should probably go get it. <laughs> um, they are doing a couple tweaks to PvP and more specifically trials. And since I'm your resident trials player, I will explain. First of all, trials, if you don't know what it is, uh, it is a PvP that actually takes your light level into account. So it strips off your artifacts and it looks at your armor and uh, your weapons and it pretty much says, all right, you're 1810, that's where you're going to be playing as. Uh, and if you're 17 whatever, you're probably going to be at a dis- disadvantage. Um, so it takes that into account as well as uh, it is a 3v3 uh, attempt to win seven matches in a row. That is what you, what you would consider flawless is seven matches in a row. Uh, and once you do that, you go to the lighthouse where you can open a chest and get a trials adept weapon. Once you do that, you can now farm off of that uh, card that you have purchased. First of all, you have to go to... Um, the trials guy saint 14 and purchase a card with like 10k glimmer um higher tier cards are like 30k glimmer you grab the card you can reset it at any time uh once you have your card flawless you can uh repeatedly play in the flawless pool on sunday to try to get adept weapons uh they will be random drops for wins that happen you don't have to be flawless when you do that uh, so basically, once you go flawless, you just kind of repeatedly play matches and see if you can get some more adept weapons. So it's pretty cool. I've gone flawless two times now. Uh, so I got some uh, flawless uh, adept bows and adept shotguns. Um, they are making changes to it, though, because there used to be Friday and Saturday was everybody just kind of goes in. Uh, there's no split in the player base. There's just fire team matchmaking so if you're a solo it tries to pair you with at least uh another solo on the opposite team and then a duo or solo 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 versus solo 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 uh they're changing it to a and then of course one sunday comes around uh and the the daily reset happens it splits it into a non-flawless pool so if you haven't gone flawless that weekend you're in that pool and then a flawless pool so if you have gone flawless that weekend you are now versing people who have gone flawless, which once again, that's seven wins in a row, unless you have the mercy card, which allows you to lose one time. Um, they're changing it to a challenger pool and a practice pool. And what is kind of interesting about this is the pool is not, these both these pools are not going to be uh, server-based matchmaking. They're going to be connection-based. So there's there's probably gonna be like a host. Uh, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the players is gonna be a host in the game. Um, the challenger pool, uh, is basically just players who have, uh, well, it's connection based. So I think it's, it's trying to do ping, um, players who have any card with no losses, including card after reset, or those playing with someone in their, uh, fire team with a card with no losses will be placed in this pool practice pool. Uh, that one is based off of connection. Don't eat that. Stop that. Sorry. Go, go. Sorry. 
Uh, my cat's trying to eat my uh, HDMI or my display cable. Practice mm. pool. This pool matches based on connection and weekly performance. So if you start, you know, kind of doing mediocre, uh, you know, you get a loss here and there, you're, it's probably going to start trying to match you with people around this, the same level instead of you just constantly getting pummeled. Um, this is, I guess, what they consider the trials labs, which are, are their like attempts to make stuff better. Um, there used to be a freelance trials, which is basically you go in and it's regardless of uh, connection, regardless of um, flawless or not, uh, you are going to go solo, solo, solo versus solo, solo, solo. Uh, but then they got rid of freelance because they thought Fireteam matchmaking was going to be a solution. Everybody mm-hmm. still complains about the matchmaking. Uh, so now they're trying this out in order to see if, you know, they get rid of the non-flawless in a flawless pool, if they will have this, like, practice pool and challenger pool, if it'll kind of bring uh, flawlesses uh, to basically more people, uh, which mm-hmm. is interesting because I've actually read somewhere that back in 2015, this is around about the similar way that they ran things uh, in <laughs> Trials, and the reason they switched to the flawless and non-flawless pool is because they felt that too many people were getting flawlesses. <laughs> so I, wow. I don't know what's going on. Um, stomp protection and farm protection will be in the practice pool. So if you're consistently struggling, uh, it will reduce your weekly performance rating to give you a slightly easier uh, to, to make sure that you could possibly go flawless. Uh, and then farming protection, that's basically meaning like if somebody gets to a sixth win, and then they reset their card so they don't, you know, they're technically not going to go flawless if they win their next match. Uh, they don't, they won't have that because there's some people in the community that just like to, they don't care about the weapons. They just want to farm noobs. Um, and so that's what they do. They get to the six win, reset their card, six win, reset their card. Hmm. So uh, if the system detects that you mm-hmm. or a fire team are attempting the farm practice pool, it will slow down your matchmaking times initially and it'll continue to lock you into challenger pool. It'll just kind of pull you up, even if you're not flawless, if you consistently reset your card. Interesting. Yep. That's uh, all I got for Destiny. Yeah. Caleb, uh, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, other than the two games you mentioned, yeah. I've been playing some Everspace 2. Uh, this came out a few weeks ago. Follow-up to Everspace 1. Surprise, surprise. <clears throat> but doesn't uh, isn't very similar, actually, because the first Everspace game was a roguelike Kind of in the vein of like FTL, quite similar, except that it was a first-person dogfighting game. But yeah, like the structure of the story and the overarching gameplay was very similar in the roguelike nature. But this game is more of a sandbox RPG, but still a space dogfighting game. And it pulls in a lot of the... So the original game had like a little bit of story, and you were basically a military clone. And every time you started a new run, you were a different clone as you ran through. And the clone stuff's like actually really important to the story of Everspace 2, which I thought was a neat idea to continue on, even though you're not playing the same style of game. Um, but I've been having quite a bit of fun with it. Uh, the dogfighting is really fun. There's lots of ships that you can unlock and try out. A lot of different variety in the gameplay. Slow ship with tons of weapons. Fast ship that gets destroyed easily, but has a lot of maneuverability, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of puzzles throughout the various systems that you jump to. Didn't expect that. Uh, yeah, right? I thought that was pretty surprising. It, they they get a little... They wear out their welcome a little bit uh, because there's so many of them, which I think is the main problem with the game. It's just bigger than it needs to be. 
Hmm. I think if they cut down by like 30%, maybe it'd be great. Trim but some of the just, It's just too big, too long, everything. Every, that a lot. It doesn't have enough. <laughs> it doesn't have enough interesting stuff going on to keep my attention for as long as it wants to. Right. That makes sense. So it's, it's pretty good. If you're looking for something, uh, a space dogfighting game with a bunch of RPG elements, uh, people have been comparing it to the old um, Freelancer game a lot. Oh, okay. I'm very Maybe familiar with Space Force Rogue Universe. That was where I first got my start with the RPG space stuff. Very similar to that. Pretty good overall. I wish it had co-op. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun to fight space with co-op. Yeah. Any games that do that that are not Star Wars, whatever that game's called? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do it in Freelancer. Oh, can you? Dang. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I picked up this new game, Shardpunk Verminfall. Played the demo of it. I liked it so much, I just bought it like immediately and played all the way through it. It is a... The best description, I think, is it's a combo of XCOM and Darkest Dungeon. Oh, okay. So it's got isometric, tactical, turn-based combat with all of your various percentages that I kind of hate, but still work okay in this game. Um, and then it's got the in-between missions section where you're sitting down with your group trying to get rid of their stress and heal them up and craft new grenades that you can use in the following missions. And when it first starts up, it's it pops up a big warning. It's like, oh, hey, you're going to die many times after restart. Game's very hard. And so, of course, I beat it on my very first try all <laughs> the way through. Great. Uh, it, it was a long run. It took like eight hours to beat it. So it's uh, in that across the obelisk area where the runs are very long. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but it's got a lot of neat stuff going on. The combat is really, really enjoyable. And Overwatch is so busted good overwatch is so good in this game i don't understand i think partly because the enemy ai is not amazing mm-hmm. so you go on overwatch and they're like i'm getting into melee with you fam and you're like nah everybody blows them up immediately okay yeah um yeah it's just a lot of fun there's a lot of cool characters in it with uh varying interesting abilities pretty solid turn-based tactics game and uh you know roguelike to boot if you don't beat it on your first try if you don't paint it on your first try. <laughs> I did unlock a bunch of new characters that I could play through again with. We'll see. Will you do that? That's the question. Yeah. And the problem is there's other games to play, and I've beaten this one now, right? Yeah. yeah. So hey, on your first try. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to like try That's again. That's the problem with, uh, what was the ship one we played? Ship of Fools. Oh, yeah. We beat that so fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an issue. Great. Well, I think that's about it for us this week. Um... How do you end a podcast? Uh, you say thanks something for, stupid. For we'll catch you next time. Maybe Jake, something kind of horny. Bye. Bye. And then Aaron laughs because, you know, he's like, I don't know how to react to what Chad just said. <laughs> and then he ends the podcast mm-hmm. and then cuts that out. That sounds out. right. <laughs> Great. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next to Fortnite. Huh. Ow.